This episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is sponsored by the most awesome Nick B, Anthony A, Matt N, Black Cat, Miss Tab, and the OT Gourmet Geek. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. And thanks for joining us on the 97th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. On today's episode, we're going to discuss the 80s zombie cult favorites, Night of the Comet and Return of the Living Dead. For you new listeners, we are a spoiler-heavy podcast, so continue at your own risk. Night of the Comet is currently streaming on Vudu and Night of and Return of the Living Dead is up on Prime Video. Um, So please check those out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. Also, where have you been for the past 30-plus years? Yeah, these were like 84, 85. Yeah, these are some some classic cult films. Some gems, if you will. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. These are are some goodies, I think. Uh, But before we jump into these, let's get started with the segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is Apostle, with an October 12th release date. It's a Netflix production, so we're not sure if it's theatrical or on Netflix. I think it's on Netflix only. Uh, The Dirty Whore IMDb (laughs) said in theaters, so that's why we're having this conversation. calling IMDb Dirty Whore, but really... I didn't remember that. I literally only thought about it, or I only, you know, you know. Remembered? That's it. The wine's kicking in already. I've only had a sip. Yeah. I have no idea what's happening. Okay. (laughs) You didn't even finish that sentence. You interrupted yourself and then continued. I did, because it was brought to my attention that I called Netflix a dirty whore on our last episode, apparently. Yes. And so I'm just going to continue the trend. I mean, I like IMDb, but sometimes it's a dirty whore. Um, but <laughs> that's okay. You know, you do you, Agreed. IMDb. Yep. Um, the, Still gonna get on ya. The, what? <laughs> Go ahead. So Apostle was written and directed by <laughs> Gareth Evans, who apparently worked on VHS 2 uh, in the Safe Haven segment. Uh, he also worked on Footsteps, uh, The Raid Redemption, and The Raid 2. Um, isn't The Raid... Um, an Asian film? I don't know. He wrote and directed both of them. And if you notice in this trailer, it says from the Raid series or something like that. The Raid sequences. I don't know. It had a fancy way of saying two movies I've called The Raid. I've seen The Raid, uh, I think. It's, it's, um... <sighs> feel like it's asian but maybe it's maybe i'm thinking of the wrong thing i don't know i'm looking it up right now I am too, I'm because i'm seriously yeah it is okay i'm not just making that up it's like this crazy awesome like action thriller really good it's like this building it's condemned and there's like criminals living in it and they got to get through it it's really good i recommend it uh, oh, it looks fun. I'm looking at the images. I'm talking about the actual The Raid, though. I don't know anything about Raid Redemption or Raid 2. I actually might have seen Raid 2, but it was a long time ago. Anyway, the IMDb summary for this <laughs> film is a man attempts to rescue his sister who's been kidnapped by a religious cult. And and the apostle is starring none other than uh, Final Girl's favorite, Dan Stevens. Hell yeah. So, so excited. Final Girl's heartthrob, Dan Stevens. Heartthrob to the max. Original. The OG Final Girl. The OG heartthrob. heartthrob. <laughs> Can't get enough of this guy. We love Downton <laughs> Abbey. We uh, love The Guest. We uh, love Legion. We are all uh, about the Dan Stevens on Final Girl's forecast. <laughs> all about him. Did you see that the uh, Downton Abbey movie has a release date now? I sent it to you. Is that what you sent me? 
I sure did. You said something about Downton, but I didn't know it was for a movie. You just said yeah, it's opening movie. its doors. I don't know what the fuck that means. That could be like a museum Downton exhibit. Downton Abbey will open once more <sighs> Friday, September 20th, 2019. Oh my God, that's so soon. On the big, uh, and then September 13th wait, internationally. Wait, September 13th of next year? Yeah, oh, okay. 2019. <laughs> I'm like, wait, didn't that already be happen? Be sure to dust off your finery for our big screen debut. We're, we're talking about everything but Apostle right now. So let's it's true. rewind. Okay. No more the raid talk. We can talk about Dan Stevens, but maybe not Downton. Let's talk about Apostle, which is the I'm trailer we watched. We're very scatterbrained today. Sign me up. I'm all about this. Get me in there. And when I hear, okay, Dan Stevens is in a horror movie, my initial thought is it's not really going to be scary, right? I get. I kind of think like, oh, he's like a real actor. It's probably going to be like more. My thought is, is he shirtless? I thought it would be more of like a, a, a you know, mm, psychological thriller or something, you know, that is sometimes. It does say thriller. As one this of the looks tags. so much like horror, though. Like, there's so yeah. many exciting, cool horror images in this trailer alone. I can't wait to see this. Can I tell you what he totally reminded me of? Was it Downton Abbey? No, <laughs> no, it's not uh, better. Well, not better. Well, different. Um, when he's all, like, ragged in his, like, colonial shirt <laughs> that's, like, baggy and, like, dripping with blood, kind of. Sure. He totally reminded me of like an old Thackeray Binks from Hocus Pocus, like at the end of Hocus Pocus. Yeah, like Thackeray Binks all grown up. Thackeray Binks. Yeah. And I was like, I'm into it. If he got a chance to grow up and didn't turn into a cat and then die. Exactly. And got a chance to save his sister from this cult. Maybe that's what this is. It's like a reimagining of Hocus Pocus where Thackeray gets to age. (laughs) And now he's saving his sister yet again from... A cult this time, yes. not witches. <laughs> the Adventures of Thackeray Banks. Let's make a comic book series of the alternative, the alternative universe, the alt universe of Thackeray, of Thackeray Banks. Banks, the one where he doesn't turn into a cat. Yeah, I'm all about that. Again, Same. not really talking about this trailer. <laughs> you keep getting but us we're off talking course. about Dan Stevens <laughs> being a babe. It's it takes place not current, right? It's a period no. film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unlike the Lodgers, this looks really amazing. And no it ghosts. Does. How often do we get like a period horror film that's not about ghosts? I can't think of any. Can you? Mm. I'm trying real hard here. I'm thinking of something pre-technology. A, a film that takes place pre-technology, you know, pre-electronics. Oh. Not uh, other than the witch, bone, bone okay. tomahawk, bone tomahawk. That's a good one. There's not too many. Most of them are yeah, ghosts no. or witches. This is yeah. the first one I've seen that's a cult. Okay, I don't see anything. Um, that's not like supernatural. Mo- well, actually, I mean, I guess we don't know, here. but it's like not modern day, like the village. Yeah. Spoiler alert! I guess. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That movie's stupid. Agreed. <sighs> this looks great but i'm excited looks, october yeah. 12th can't come soon enough let's I'm do so it ex- i hope that it's streaming i i think it will be but we're gonna have to wait till november because we have a special october series Ugh. but dan stevens can't we have a special dan stevens no, series we can wait a three weeks to do a dan stevens episode we can do it we can do it i have faith in us fine okay I'm really excited, though. I am really excited, too. It looks great. Thank you to the numerous suggestions we got. (laughs) I think I got just, like, I don't know how many I got. I think two on Twitter and a couple in person uh, to watch that. I do not have my finger on the The pulse of horror. The lovelies well. What? You keep talking over me. What? (laughs) Just talking. You're going to make this so horrible to edit. Stop it. (laughs) Just leave it in. Uh, What was I saying? Okay, yeah. I don't know. I used to know all the good horror stuff coming out, and I don't anymore. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because Modern Horror's podcast was off the air for so long. (laughs) I used to get all my horror news from them. (laughs) That's true. I miss them. 
My cat's being a bitch. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so we're super excited. We're going to watch this movie 10,000 times and talk about it. What? On the show. The Apostle. Oh, The Apostle. I thought we were moving on. What's next? We're, now we are. <laughs> now we're moving on. Okay. <laughs> the first movie that we will be speaking of today, Night of the Comet from 1984, written and directed by Tom Eberhardt. Uh, who has done The Night Before, Gross Anatomy, and really the only movie that matters, Captain Ron. Uh, The IMDb summary is, a comet wipes out most of life on Earth, leaving two valley girls fighting against cannibal zombies and a sinister group of scientists. (laughs) It's pretty accurate. Is this the first time you watched Night of the Comet? It sure is. Is it really? That's exciting. Yeah. Um, You know what I thought... (laughs) I wasn't sure if I've seen it or not. When we recorded last week, I was like, I think I've seen parts of it. <laughs> I've seen the whole thing like so many times, but like not all. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I've seen yeah. pieces of it so many times. Um, I've definitely seen the whole thing. I don't know that I always recognized it was the same movie, though. It's really interesting watching it from point A to point B, though. <laughs> it's true. Cause I can definitely see that as being a movie where you just see like bits and pieces yeah and it it definitely feels like kind of a couple different movies it 100 percent feels like three or four different movies (laughs) 100 i agree totally it doesn't really make sense um i don't even know if it's a particularly good movie but it is a fun movie to watch it's a blast it's a blast i had a blast watching it and i even fell asleep the first time that I was watching it, not because it was boring, but because I was just really tired. And I was like, oh God, I need to finish that movie because it was just so fun. It's just so silly. It is. It's really silly. I don't really understand the rules of this world or anything really happening. So in both these films, I thought it was kind of interesting that the zombies there's something interesting that happens with the zombies like an event happens that instantly creates zombies and then there's another event that happens that slowly morphs already living humans into zombies so in this film if you're actually i take that back in this film you either turn into red dust or you slowly morph into a zombie right which is how, how do you decide I think if you are outside and not protected when the comet comes, you turn into red dust. And if you are indoors, you might be infected. I'm not really sure how you're infected. I think it's really interesting because the scientists in this film are infected because of an air duct. But cheerleading girl was in a shed and she's fine. Yeah, it. I mean, apparently that shed is like ironclad. Like, there's no air coming in or in or out. It's a very sterile environment. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. But it I didn't need. Like, I didn't need to. No, it doesn't you know? need to make sense. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I was just. I was on the roller coaster. Yeah, I was ready for it. And I. I think so. The beginning is really ridiculous. But when, like, the sister and the, the stepmother, I guess, were having, like, their punch out, mm-hmm. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, it's very violent. What world is this? For no reason. <laughs> yeah. Stepmom is horrible. She's mm-hmm. really the worst. I don't know why she needed to be that awful. Maybe so we didn't care when she died. But it was like, she went, she was, like, groping the neighbor guy. And she's married to their dad, and she's, like, hitting his daughters. She really is, like, the evil stepmother from Cinderella. like, in a weird, drunk, like, outwardly terrible kind of way. It was very interesting and a a weird character choice. Totally. But I was, you know, whatever. I was into it. And yet again, we have Kelly Maroney uh, from Chopping Mall. Yeah. Final girl favorite, Chopping Mall. Yes, final girl favorite. <laughs> and she's awesome. I love her. I enjoy her. Um, and Same. her sister, who looks nothing. I mean, they look absolutely nothing alike. Like z- no. zero, zero percent alike. It's just a very interesting 
sister and mother. Maybe they're from different different moms or something. Well, and the funny thing is, is her sister is uh, played by Mary Warnov, who is not only um, she's from no Trump Mary Mary Warnov. Oh no, she's the scientist. Is the scientist. She's the scientist. My bad. Catherine Mary Stewart. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Catherine Mary Stewart and she look nothing alike at all. No. Like they're supposed to be actual sisters. And I was like, what is, why are these people friends? They're so different. <laughs> it is nice that they're like, that they're like nice to each other and good sisters, though. I will say. I love when they have the fight. She's like, you screw everybody that I'm into. And now you've screwed the last man on earth or something. Yeah. And then they get, and then they just like start laughing, and I'm like, "This is so weird." The movie is is very strange, but it in I mean, this would have been a good the '80s were weird month uh, movie, I think, because it's agreed. It's got a lot of those same aesthetics. We have a mall scene with dancing and changing clothes and having fun. Um, the villains in this movie cracked me right up. There was really no reason for that entire scene to no. occur. I mean, <laughs> I, there's really very little reason for most of the things happening to occur. Um, our characters are very strange. Uh, their relationships are strange. Their evil stock boys thing. <laughs> so weird. It was very weird. And the key looked like the Joker. Yes. Like the cartoon, like the comic book, The Joker. Yes. It was like such interesting prosthetic work, I'm assuming. I mean, maybe it was not, but it was, it was so weird. But I was like, I just went along with it. I was fine. I'm, I wasn't judgy. I wasn't like, <laughs> this movie sucks. I was like, okay, take me there. It's, it's <laughs> just, there's a lot of interesting choices. We also have Hector, who is another survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, his whole storyline is confusing. Where he, yeah, when he like he goes needs to go to find back his... to see his family, and then he comes mm-hmm. back again with dressed as Santa for some reason. <laughs> I guess it's Christmas time, right? That's why with flowers. Is it? Oh, I guess L.A. You wouldn't really know. Yeah, it's Christmas time. Because there's like a Christmas tree at the movie theater. But it's just funny because it has the 80s things, right? In the 80s movies, we need a movie theater. We need a mall. Mm -hmm. um, And we need wacky technology. So we have scientists. We have a mall. And we have a movie (laughs) theater. We're all checks all the boxes. I love when the scientists are like, they get to the radio station. And they're like, where should we go? And they're like, where would teenagers go? And they give each other that like cheesy 80s commercial like, I know where they went, like yeah. grin, and like the mall. Ah, <laughs> I was like, oh, 80s, oh, you're great. It was such a crazy time <laughs> for movies, just in general. Um, I don't know. It's it's a fun movie. It's not like I said. It's not. It doesn't really make sense, and it's not very good. Um. But I do like it. I do also want to talk about Mary Blanc, uh, not Mary Blanc. God damn it! What's wrong with me? Um, talk about um, Mary Warnov. Um, I know I already messed up talking about her, but she, uh, we know her from House of the Devil. She's the older lady in House of the Devil. Mm-hmm. She's also in um, Warlock. Warlock, because she's the she's the psychic, right? With the mm-hmm. was, what? What does she have? Like nipple? Something weird with her nipples or something? With the nipples? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember exactly what it was. And then there's also uh, she's also in Chopping Mall as this snarky comment woman in the beginning. And I'm just, I'm just like, I love seeing patterns of her <laughs> in horror movies. <laughs> just enjoying. That's so funny. I totally did not even remember her from from Chopping Mall. You don't remember her from Chopping Mall? No. There's this whole scene in the beginning when they're introducing the robots to the staff of the mall. The scientist lady? Yeah. And she's what? sitting in the audience with some dude and they're just like joking around and oh. making inappropriate jokes the whole time. <laughs> I do. Okay. I do remember that. That's actually what I immediately thought of her from. That other stuff I only found out through IMDb. But I was like, that's the snarky lady from Tropic Mall. 
I knew she looked familiar and I did look her up and I thought it was because of House of the Devil. Oh, yeah, she's in that too. She's. I'm so excited. That movie's screening here and I'm like so fucking excited about it. Cool. I'm really, I, I love seeing movies. Everything's screening theater. there though. Like really? Fact. <laughs> I don't think I have anything more to say about Night of the Comet. I feel like I should, but I don't really. There's like, there's a bunch of like, I don't know, I have notes of course, but there's just so much weird stuff that's weird to pick out any. I guess I could pick out a couple. Let's see. I loved, while you're looking, I loved some of the trivia of this movie. i thought of you because like the lp that samantha tosses over her shoulder is the soundtrack to valley girl oh, valley girl um so i was like oh god amy will love that um and regina's thought- and regina's boyfriend was in valley girl oh cool yeah. i did not Just, know that he was an asshole boyfriend in that oh he didn't make it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i like that the production designer um used what like he said is comic book sensibility for the film so like different characters were given different colors So like the bad guys were all like in blues and grays and the good guys were all like in brighter colors and then like the different personalities between regina and samantha and it's always really fun um and i thought it was funny that the director when he was writing the screenplay talked to teenagers and like asked them what they would do so he could like write based on that and of course in the 80s they would go to the mall and just like <laughs> yeah. that's so perfect yeah makes perfect sense um oh i was just gonna say there were a couple scenes that were were especially strange like there's a scene where regina is leaving the movie theater and she is just figuring out what's happening and there's clothes on the ground because people turned into red dust from the comet and her choice of something to pick up to examine is a pair of underwear (laughs) so i can't think of any scenario where i would walk out onto the street see a pair of underwear and pick it up with my bare hands no that would never happen no what are you doing no get out of there negative get out of yeah stop it gross also, I like how they're they're both like military trained because their dad is military and insisted on teaching them all these like how to use like Uzis and all these crazy machine guns. And uh, that was I mean, it's like a fun element, I guess, that at least explained why they were so good at artillery. But it was so walking around with that machine. But gun. I don't know where they got I didn't see them get the artillery. Like I would have liked to see them get the artillery. That might have been fun. Like you maybe you come across some zombies. They didn't really come across many zombies. I thought I missed things because no, you didn't. They really didn't. No, you didn't miss anything. There's hardly any zombies in this movie. It was like there was like a couple zombies and then the rest of it was like those weird evil stock boys and then the scientists. Yeah, so there was a young guy when Hector goes back to his house. There was mm-hmm. the guy in the alley the boy. that attacked Regina. Um, yes. And then the stock boys were transitioning into being zombies. Mm-hmm. And then the scientists at the end who were turning into zombies. But really... Yeah. Like, in terms of actual zombies, there were not... Like, two or three, I like feel it, like. It's weird to even call it a zombie movie. Because <laughs> you had, like... You also had the um, cops, but they were dream zombies. They, were dream they zombies. weren't even they real weren't zombies. Even real. Yeah. Very interesting. A dream within a dream within a yeah. dream. For whatever reason, you could have just had a zombie come in to the radio station... <laughs> I love the weird happy ending and the fact that, like, we don't even know why the sister's alive because we're led to believe that she's dead. We're never led to believe. And she just comes back. Oh, you mean Sammy? They explain it. Oh, I missed it. Okay. Apparently. So, Sammy was, okay, so the the scientist woman knew that all the scientists were going to turn into zombies. She figured it out. She didn't tell them. So, instead of telling them... She decided she was going to take it upon herself to control the situation. She shot Sammy with something that made her pass out. So everyone thought she was dead, but she wasn't actually dead. And then when Hector came back, she told Hector. I mean, we don't see her tell Hector, but we assume that when Hector put Sammy in the trunk and then she wakes up and he knew. He also says it out loud. 
Um, okay. I must not be paying attention to Hector because I felt like I was very present, I but mean, I didn't understand. It's okay. That. But yeah, they, they don't <laughs> they don't kill Sammy. She's not dead. Okay. Uh, they just make her look like she's dead so that the other zombies don't kill her. If that makes gotcha. sense. Yeah. Um, cool. Like the evil, the evil zombie ladies, scientist ladies that tell the kids that they're going to meet Santa <laughs> and they give them laughing gas. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's just, it's just, you're going to make you giggle. Yeah. It's fine. And then they, and then in order to, for repercussions, they put the, the scientist ladies with the laughing mask saying going to meet Santa, <laughs> which I love because they're really, they're trying to escape um, these crazy scientists. And instead of just escaping, they feel a need to create a sign and post it that says going to meet Santa. That the other scientists won't even understand because they weren't there when when the scientist lady said they're going to meet Santa. So it really is just an elaborate sign for no reason um, other than for us viewers to enjoy. It's crazy and confusing. None of it makes sense. I have no idea how Hector got dynamite. No idea how that happened. Didn't get to see that. I'm not, I think that they spent time on things that were confusing. But it was okay because it was the 80s. Like, yeah. you know, spending so much time in the mall and having all that mall stuff. If they instead were coming up with a plan, going to get artillery, dealing with zombies. I mean, that would have technically been the smarter choice. But this movie's just so much fun that it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's just it's just so fun. It is fun. But I don't know. I don't really know. It's not my favorite, but it's enjoyable. Agreed. All right. Anything else? I get that's it. That's all I got. All right. Let's move on to my favorite then from 1985 Return of the Living Dead. It's written and directed by Dan O'Bannon. Um, the story is by Rudy Ricky or Richie. I don't know uh, who did. What is this? The the booby hatch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They, they've all done the booby hatch. They all did the booby hatch. <laughs> a little known favorite uh john a russo did night of the living dead uh the booby hatch santa claus another night of the living dead yeah night of the living dead but not george a romero's night of the living dead or did he No, like literally it's it was called another light night of the living dead no but you also wrote night of the living dead oh yeah 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 so is this story okay oh got you okay and yeah also russell striner was also yeah. a story. So those three writer. like this story by okay. and then Dan O'Bannon actually wrote the screenplay. He was presented a screenplay from these guys and he was like, No, this is too serious. We can't disrespect Romero like this. We're making it more of a comedy. Got it. And then he wrote this screenplay. Makes sense. Uh, the IMDb summary is when two bumbling employees at a medical supply warehouse accidentally release a deadly gas into the air. The vapors cause the dead to rise again as zombies. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Th- this movie's hilarious. This is one of my favorite zombie movies of all time. The makeup is phenomenal. The, everything about it just makes me so happy. I've, I feel like I watch this movie constantly. Like, this is definitely in one of my regular horror movie watching rotations. I love that. So much so that in this rewatching, I just watched the commentary because I was like, I know everything that happens by heart. <laughs> My favorite trivia that I like learned while I was doing this was that, and you probably heard this on the DVD commentary, um, Dan O'Bannon said he was surprised at how many women came out mm-hmm. um, in the initial audiences and said if he'd known that, he would have shown Freddie naked also. Yeah. Like he was like, which is I, amazing. Like he feels bad that Trash was naked the whole time because he thought yeah. only guys would want to see this, and then when he realized that so many women liked it, um, he wishes that he wanted wanted naked peen in it, which I appreciate. <laughs> equal, we all do equal opportunity. Although I'm sure there's some gay men that would have also enjoyed that. Yeah. Um. I I think that. This movie is really special and does a lot of really fun things. Um, one of one of which is it doesn't take itself too seriously. The special effects are so much fun. Um, it's campy, but it's not over the top. It knows what it is 
but it yeah. still takes itself seriously when it needs to. And I really appreciate the pacing of this film. Uh, I think the acting is really fun. Sometimes the acting is like really, really good. There's definitely times in this where you're like, whoa, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I can't give this movie enough props. And I don't know that people pay it as much respect as it deserves. I prefer this to most serious zombie movies. I could agree with that. Don't get me wrong. Um, I love Romero zombies and all. But like, this is my thing. Like, I'm happy watching this at all times. It's really funny because when I was watching this, um, I noticed I watched it on Prime, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. And I noticed, like, I was trying to read the back of Freddie's jacket, and it said television version. Yes. And I was like, what? Like, I don't get it. And then, like, I learned it later that, you. like, his it says fuck you, yeah. but because they, like, <laughs> couldn't have it be on TV, they, like, made another leather jacket that said television version, and that's so fucking funny to me. That's funny. On my Blu-ray version, I have the fuck you jacket. <laughs> Um, I was like, I don't get it. His jacket, yeah, his jacket says "fuck you," and then, um, and and then we find out uh, William William uh, Stout, who's the production designer on the film, uh, mentioned that you know the television version wouldn't allow it, so they had two jackets made, and they sh- and they just you know switched it out, television version and "fuck you." And there's only two times in the film you see the back of his jacket, but uh, brilliant. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I love the whole punk element of this film. Um, <laughs> it's a lifestyle. This isn't a costume. It's so... It's a lifestyle. Over the top. Um, trash and suicide especially are just insanely over the top. Um, but I also like how there's like, you know, we have these other characters that look, you know, semi-normal 80s type characters that hang out with them and they're friends and you don't even need to talk about how different they are and they're really how are they friends we don't know but it's okay Um, yeah you have like all the stereotypes hanging out like it's primarily punk but then you have your party girl and then you have your nerdy guy and then you have the goody two shoes yeah it's a very interesting aesthetic the characters are really interesting i like how we have um ernie uh, who is our Bert and Ernie? Who is just uh, I don't know ex Nazi? We don't know, but for some reason we're supposed to like him and find him sympathetic. I it, that makes me uncomfortable as a <laughs> as a human. Um, yeah, because Ernie's one of the best characters, but we're also supposed to believe he was a Nazi at some point. Yeah, like an escape Nazi. Which why would you do that to your viewer? I don't know. So weird, especially. If- that time i feel like very weird choice i think it was supposed to be funny that he was a that he was a zombie that he was a nazi but uh i don't think i get that joke uh i don't does not i'm not in on it i'm not in on it (laughs) and they even said in the uh commentary this is like the one part of the movie where i'm like i don't really understand what you're going for here um there was one part in the movie where uh they're showing the crematorium area where they burn the bodies and he's like, I wanted it to look like Auschwitz. And I was like, why did you want it to look like Auschwitz? Like, that is kind of messed up to me. Like, this is no, I agree. supposed to be a funny zombie movie. So that's really the one part where I'm like, okay, you lost me, dude. You went a little too far there. <laughs> I don't think that's maybe something you should have done. Um, but anyway, beyond that, everything else I like. I mean, I do like Ernie the character uh i just don't necessarily understand the rest of it the behind character that was written for him that really you don't really get on screen too much maybe a little bit at the very beginning when we're first introduced to him but i don't think it really comes across that he's a nazi throughout the film no it's it's very weird it's weird and subtle um i don't know why they did that but yeah okay i do like his purple jumpsuit though i will say it's very good um so these zombies are different than our romero zombies right yeah they don't die when you chop them up yeah dismember the brain yeah that doesn't do anything 
Oh, they're okay the with it. They'll still keep moving. All parts keep moving if you chop them off. Um, and they don't but want they guess to they're more eat intense. all of you. They only want to eat your brains. They only say brains. They say other things. Oh, that's true. They, they mostly do. say brains because <laughs> that's their main they're priority. They're very articulate zombies. I do like how they explain, and the zombie does explain after she gets to eat her brains because she's somewhat satiated, that... The brains help them feel like they aren't dying or decaying because they can feel themselves rotting. So they need to eat brains because, and this is explained in the commentary, because of the serotonin in the brain helps them feel better. Interesting. So I think that's interesting. That's an interesting element. At least they explain it. It doesn't really make sense. That's a fun fact is what it is. We're cool. We're cool with it. Um, Tarman is everyone, one of everyone's favorite zombies oh, so or good. should be. Uh, I'm a big fan of Tarman. How can you not be? I don't know. It's really fun to watch Tarman. I like how Tarman has a tongue and eyeballs for some reason. Those have not decayed in any way. I think it's probably because of the goo he was in. Yeah. It's so cool. And it was, I guess, like part of what made the blob that like gooey substance the blob yeah like the movie oh I the, know, I the, don't know. the same stuff that they use interesting i didn't know that yeah yeah he's like all dripping and skeletal and has giant eyeballs and a tongue that hangs out and i kind head's of like super huge yes it's great and they just they opted to go with an actor for that role instead of a I don't know. Uh, stunt man, I guess, is what they would normally use because they thought that an actor would be able to have more, ha- put a little something extra in it. Um, he was very expressive. I think he did a great job. He did. Yeah. Tarman's great. Everyone loves Tarman. Um, Tarman so is also good. very resourceful. He knows how to use uh, pulley systems to open yeah. doors. I mean, he's pretty much brilliant. He's Um, like the best one. I love how these zombies have basic problem-solving skills. (laughs) It's like, what's the other one? Date. Not the one after Day of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Land of the Dead? Oh, Land of the Dead. Yeah. Where they, like, form plans and stuff. Oh. Yeah, I don't remember that one. I don't know if I saw it. Um, Had John Leguizamo in it. I do I do like the problem-solving zombie. I like the send more paramedics, send more cops. <laughs> it's just so great. It's so much fun. I love the paramedics and they're like, well, his body temperature is 70 degrees. You're, and then like they're like, we just we got to talk about this. <laughs> it's fine, buddy. You're going to be fine. You're not dead. I mean, you are technically, yeah. but you're not obviously because you're moving around and talking and stuff. <laughs> Let's get you into the truck. <laughs> I really, I don't know. It's just a big, it's just a big ball of fun. It's so random. The strip scene is so random. The str- Oh, trash? She's like, I just need to be naked. She likes being naked. She likes the, the attention and she enjoys it. It doesn't really make sense. This is, she just needs to get naked in a cemetery. I mean, Dan O'Bannon said it. You know, like he did that for the dudes. He wanted dudes to enjoy seeing trash naked. She looks great naked. What are you going to do? Does. She's got all the good parts. She looks nice. She's wearing a uh, what they call a Barbie piece. So it looks like she's completely naked, but technically she is wearing something glued to her yeah. lower region. It's so funny because like originally they were filming it and she had hair. And then, like, one of the producers or something came down and was like, you can't show that. And so then they shaved her, and she was like, that made me feel really uncomfortable. That was, like, the worst part of the whole thing. And then they had her do it, and then the producer freaked out even more, and he was like, that's even worse. And so then they, like, made this little piece. Barbie piece. Yeah, Barbie that bottoms. they glued on. But she was like, this is really awkward because like, they had to remove it every time she had to like go to the bathroom and yeah, then like put it said, back on. Yeah, Leanna Quigley said they have to, like she had to tell someone every time she had a piece so they could <laughs> unglue it and then glue it back on. Yeah, that's so random. Yeah, I remember. It's so fu- 
There was a part during the commentary when she's like, when someone asked her, I'm like, they're like, you seem really comfortable when you're doing that. Is that was that hard for you? And she's like, yeah, yeah, man, it was, <laughs> it wasn't easy. <laughs> it's like, well, you look real comfortable. She's like, yeah, I'm an actress, uh, but it was really hard. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's funny because like Case, the girl that played Casey, like uh, Dan O'Bannon, met her at a strip club, and originally like wanted her for trash. But then she was like, I am i don't want to be naked anymore. Like, I just want to be an actor. And so she, then she got cast as Casey instead. And she was like, perfect. I'm a party girl. Throw me in there. Yeah. And there was actually before there was another woman cast as Trash. Um, but the character's name was actually Legs instead of Trash. It wasn't trash they changed it when Leanna, <laughs> when Leanna came on board but the woman who was originally cast in that role um got pregnant so she got replaced well it worked because trash was phenomenal yeah i like Leanna quickly she's great same um just she doesn't complain too much about that but really she's a trooper i mean she is running yeah. through this whole movie with no clothes on yeah there's like a really brief period where she has a uh, a vest I love when she like rips her shirt off and I'm like, holy cow, like if I ever tried to do that, it would not be as flawless. She looks uh, perfect at all moments. I don't know. They spend a lot of time on that. But that wig is insane and her makeup is stupid. Like it's so bad. It's (laughs) It's just black lines just drawn on her face. Yeah. And when she turns into a zombie, she's some she just looks like a naked clown. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. I don't really get all of that look on her, but I'm it's fine. It's good. You know. It's totally good. Do you ever think about death dying? He's like, "No. I don't I think ever the think worst about way that. to die is that a bunch of old men would surround me and just start eating my flesh." Wish granted, trash. Like, who talks like that? Her and Suicide are hilarious. Their characters are so insanely ridiculous. I love it. Oh, it's so great. Tra- it, suicide is so mad at all times. Yeah. Sorry, I'm hearing like something crazy. Are you there? I am. Oh, okay. You're just really quiet. Yeah, well, because you got really quiet, so I was like, are we being really quiet? Oh, I think it's just my cat making noise. It's freaking me out. She's um, just pooping So I love again. how the zombies move. I We have our no-legged zombie here freaking everyone out. <laughs> yeah. Running as fast and- as he can on his knees. <laughs> Terrifying. That still freaks me out. That is by far the scariest part of this film. <laughs> Don't you think? I think they're they're all pretty fucking sweet yeah you don't think that the the knee running zombie is particularly terrifying i i mean absolutely yeah probably i i think i would agree that it's the most terrible well tar man's pretty i wouldn't want that man running after me he doesn't run very well though he's pretty slow in terms of all the other zombies like there's zombies fucking running and tackling people like he is yeah he is one of the slower ones but he's very gooey He's super gooey. Ugh. Some of those tendons are barely hanging on there. He can't move very well. I feel like I love how they just like hit, hit his head and it just falls off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there it goes. I'm going to knock his block off. And you're like, well, that's figurative. Nope. It's literal. It's literal. Yeah. <laughs> I just love all of it. I love the there's also the government involved and. When do we call the government to to come and fix this situation? They're all stoked and then they get exploded and it moves and moves and moves on to everything. It's just so fun it's and I totally so appreciate it in so many ways. Um, I think it's really interesting that originally Toby Hooper was slated to direct this and it was supposed to be in 3D. Would have been and I a just, very different film. Yeah, I wonder what route that would have taken. I don't know. Especially because it probably would have been the original script. Yeah, it would have been way more serious. I wonder yeah. if that's when the if that's when the Nazi thing came into play. Like, I wonder oh, if they just didn't maybe. completely remove that. It's such a strange choice. Okay. 
Do we have anything else to add to Return of the Living Dead? That's all I got. No. Super love this one. Great. So good. One of my favorites of all time. Okay. Uh, what are we doing next? Oh, we got our social media question of the week segment next. What was our question this week, Carly? What are your favorite kind of on-screen zombies? Fast versus slow, smart versus dumb, speech versus groaning, and go. All right. On Facebook, we have Justin from Horror Business who says, slow is best, but the first time I, s- I saw S- uh, Snyder's remake of Day of Dawn of the Dead, I won't pretend that I wasn't terrified. Smart because there's something horrifying about the dead actually planning to eat us and talking because a talking zombie, be they asking for more cops or saying hello to Aunt Alicia, is always funny and endearing. <laughs> Tommy B says, Tarman is my favorite, so I guess smart, speaking, and slow. But he's only slow because he's so decayed. Brings up a good point. That's true. Uh, Nick B, who says, not a big fan of zombies, but if I was, they'd be the old school, slow-moving groaners. Stacey V says, slow is classic, but fast is scary. Mm-hmm. Andy says, slow, dumb, and groaning. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people prefer the Romero zombie. Just I think in, so, too. I only grabbed a few of each uh, platform, social media platform, because there were a lot today. Uh, okay, on Twitter, we have uh, at Tatiana Titania. I don't even know Tat- how to say that. Uh, it's Ooh, Elizabeth, right? right? Uh, Elizabeth yeah. says, slow, dumb, and silent. Night of the Living Dead all the way. MJ Hogan 29 says, I've always liked the slow moving kind growing up, but when I saw 28 days later for the first time, it scared the shit out of me and changed the game. And don't come at me with the virals are not zombies talk, LOL. I would never say that. I'm okay <laughs> with calling viral people zombies. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, at last, Cthulhu says, fast, smart, and talkative, just like me. <laughs> Love the emoji. Uh... Armored Foe says, I like the classic classic slow shamblers. I can't even say that. I like the classic slow shamblers. <laughs> they give you a false sense of confidence because you think you can beat them, but they overwhelm you with numbers. Uh, at the Horror Isle say, says, fast, dumb, but retaining instincts and slow and getting slower as deterioration progresses. Give me Romero style zombies every time. Jpaw21 Jr. says, The Return of the Living Dead kind. Smart enough to, to have more food to come to them. Strong to what more could you ask for in a zombie? I agree. That's my favorite, yeah. too. On Instagram, we have Spider Monkey who says, I love them fast and vicious, like in Dawn of the Dead, remake and 28 days later. Metal Bookworm. Uh, 1223 says, Slow, smart, talking, like the ones in Return of the Living Dead. Yep. Amen. Olive Green JJ says, like the ones from Train to Basan, fast and vicious. Unless they're after me, then I say slow and stupid. <laughs> um, Greg Inowachek. I think you made Did that I do it right? harder than it needed to be. But yes. What is it? I don't know. Okay. I don't see an I. I see a J. Is I it am. an I? Oh, I maybe it it's an I. an I. Maybe it's a J. You're no, you're totally, it's, it's a J. <laughs> okay. My B. Whatever. You know what I mean. I like the concept Dead Island Dying Light put forward where it combines both 28 Days Later and Dawn of the Dead. Zombies are fast and vicious when they are infected but still alive. But then they are slow and shambling once they are undead. Mm. I like that. That's interesting. It is a good idea. I like the it's very well thought out. Uh, yeah. Halloween says slow, dumb, groaning. Their ceaseless numbers and unrelenting drive to eat you has always been the scariest combination, in my opinion. Thanos Legacy 777 says send more cops, but really slow, dumb, groan and blue. LOL. <laughs> so I don't it's hard to choose because I love I loved the shock factor of having the fast zombies. It scared, like it totally scared the shit out of me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think chasing after me, obviously, I'd rather the slow ones. Right, but I mean, this is an on-screen question. The question specifically asks, "What kind of zombies do you want to watch on screen?" Not oh, okay. if you're experiencing this. Uh, 
a sl- I like the Return of the Living Dead ones. Yeah, me too. Because they're so much more entertaining. Yeah, it's when just you more can, fun like, to hear watch. Them. I don't. Yeah. I don't really find zombies scary to begin with. Like in movies, I'm sure in real life it would be terrifying. I don't. I don't. A lot of like the slow moving, rotting corpses moving slowly towards me. Yeah, okay, it's creepy and in numbers, and I get that they can creep up on you and all that. It's just not something that freaks me out when I watch it on TV. Um, I think the makeup effects are often really cool with zombies, but to me, yeah. it's. I mean, you've seen one zombie movie, you kind of feel like you've seen most of them. It's hard to do something really creative, especially now. I think Return of the Living Dead is just so much fun. Um,. And really does create its own zombie universe. I think that's why people love 28 Days Later so much when it came out. Because it really took the zombie aesthetic and flipped it around, you know. Yeah, it Made changed them the game. super creepy in a whole new way. Um, not to say that, like, Night of the Living Dead isn't uh, amazing and a classic. and it, it, It's great in its own right. But really, a lot of the horror in that movie isn't necessarily the zombies. It's the position the humans are in. Um Right, and you have With that own, other element. There's a lot of, of other elements in play. Mm-hmm. And I feel like whenever there's, um, you know, like Walking Dead and, and all these other zombie things that are in so engrossed in pop culture are really more about... Human interaction yes, and how scary that can be. And the apocalypse and things like that. And what can happen yeah. when you're not paying attention and not doing what you're supposed to do. You know, I don't really f- find that scary as much as, you know... It's entertaining. I just don't. It's just not something that I'm like, oh, no, watch out. It's going to get you. Like, I'm way more afraid of a serial killer or someone with a knife. Um, Well, totally. And even like you said, even with The Walking Dead, the meat of the story is between the people in the community versus other people in the community or versus outside forces. Zombies are kind of a footnote and kind of almost an annoyance in between of them having to deal with each other. Sure. I, I and, and I, I understand that this like slow moving zombies that creep up on you and suddenly there's a billion of them that freaks a lot of people out. It just doesn't it hit home for me anymore um, because I just feel like I keep seeing that over and over. Um, so it's fun to see something different. I like the comedy zombie thing. It's so good. Yeah. Um, you know, Shaun of the Dead is also amazing. There's a couple other ones that did it well. Zombie Land is is a pretty good one. Um, I've even seen a couple episodes of I Zombie and enjoyed that. I have a couple of the uh, comic books as well. Um, I actually t- was told that that was good. It is. I, I mean, it's it. not. I it's not like it. real zombie zombie stuff, but it's uh, you know, fake zombie stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where you're still really smart, but you're just kind of not alive anymore and you have to eat. You just happen to be dead and you need to eat people. She's like, she's like a, I forget what she is. She's a crime solving zombie. Yeah, she's like a crime solving zombie, but she still has to eat humans. So she just eats humans that are already dead. And yeah, it's fine. Uh, Okay. So Carly, why don't you tell the lovely listeners at home or in their car or wherever they may be wherever you at (laughs) what we will be doing for the month of october because our next episode will air on october 1st so we are doing something very special for the entire month because as we all know as horror fans october is a very important and special month for us it's true so we're very excited and we were trying to think of what we could do to make our favorite month a little different than the rest of the months. Um, and so we decided to take classic Halloween costumes and write them all down and then come up with coordinating movies that go with them. Yes. So what we've got, um, we've got witch, monster, ghost, pumpkin, clown, skeleton, mm-hmm. mummy, werewolf, vampire, cat, demon, some of them don't have movies yet. Some of them don't have movies yet, but we're working on it. Um, but we were like, how do we pick what goes with what? And so then I was just like, you know, fuck it. Let's just write them all down, put them in a hat, and we're going to pick each week so you guys can be along this crazy ride with us. So there will be a total of five episodes in the month of October. It's one of those long months for Ooh-hoo. us. So we have 10 movies we'll be doing. Uh, so like Carly said, we've already picked some movies to go with these along with the actual costumes themselves. 
And I will now pick two. I have them on pieces of paper. You can hear them, right? I'm not yeah. just making it up. Okay. <laughs> so our first film that we'll be doing, um, the first film we're covering, we're doing the demon monster costume. The very popular demon monster costume. Okay. And the film that's coordinating with that is Oh my God, I'm so excited. 1987's The Gate. Amazing. So that film is currently streaming on Tubby TV and Shudder. If you haven't gotten a chance to see The Gate, do yourself a favor. Holy Get crap. In there and see it's it. one of my faves. I love 80s movies so much. Okay. <laughs> okay, we have to pick another one. I hope it's one that isn't completely contrary to like weird 80s movies. Let's see. Whatever it is. Okay, we have a couple classic films in here, so that would be weird to do. But let's see what it is. Oh, it is a weird one. Okay, so <laughs> the second one I grabbed is Vampire. And the coordinating film we have for that one is Interview Twilight. with a Vampire, actually. No, not Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying they're all streaming on HBO so or something. So we'll also be doing Interview with a Vampire that's now streaming on Netflix. Not one I would have normally chosen to do with The Gate, but that's fine. <laughs> That's hilarious, but that's why we're doing it this way because yeah. we're getting crazy. In Halloween October. grab bag, exactly. You got a vampire. You got some monster demons. I'm actually really excited because I haven't seen this movie in forever, but it's one of those movies that I watched a lot when I was little because I feel like it was always on TV when I was sick, and I would like watch it. You're talking about Interview with a Vampire. Yes. Yeah. I would watch it, but then, like, I feel like my parents would, like, try to come in every mm -hmm. single time. It was, like, that awkward naked scene. Yeah. Like, I don't even remember exactly what was happening. And I was just like, I'm not watching porn. Like, yeah, I was watching interview. I just was watching some Brad Pitt. It's fine. It's been a really long time since I've seen this one. It's going to be fun. It will be fun. I think maybe college was the last time I saw it. So revisiting it now as an actual adult will be fun. Yeah, totally. I'm stoked. Okay, cool. So the gate. An interview with a vampire. Both streaming. Both good. Go check them out. God, I'm so excited for this series. It's going to oh, be so much fun. It's so great. And we had so much fun at Monster Palooza last weekend. Oh, my God. Son we didn't Monster even talk Palooza. about it because it's just happened. It's just happened. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first episode we've done since we went. We had a great time. It was so fun. It's always it's it was so much smaller uh, than Monster Palooza. Mm -hmm. But I guess Monster Palooza started at the Burbank Convention Center and then grew to be so big that they had to move it to Pasadena. And like the Pasadena one is just humongous. I feel like you could even spend hours there. I prefer regular Monster Palooza to Son of Monster Palooza, but it was still a good time. I, I do too. Um, I feel like I took very less close pictures. To the, yeah, I think so as well. But there just wasn't as much to see. Yeah. Like through your camera but there was just a lot to experience yeah a lot of celebrities there and like big just name celebrities out. too I couldn't believe yeah. it um it was just really fun to just see everyone and and walk around carly and i always get nervous and don't want to actually meet the celebrities <laughs> it's true we're just like eh, i cool i saw them it's fine i was just standing next to kim coates and bobby Oh my god! From Sons yeah. of Anarchy, I was I was actually Carly was late getting there, and yeah. I was trying to find like a, a quiet place to stand and text her, and I found like this corner, and I was just like, "Oh, no one's over here." I wonder why no one's over here, and I'm texting, and I look up, and Kim Coates is just like right next to me, like looking at me, and I'm like, I'm texting Carly to ask her where she is, and I just go, "Kim Coates is staring at me. I don't know what's <laughs> happening right now. I think I'm in his line or something." <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool. They're just like hanging out like Mindy Sterling, uh, Frau Farbissina from Austin Powers, mm -hmm. just like hanging out. Um, it was so, they're just, it's just fun and tiny. And I liked it. And I had a good veggie burger. I saw Lori uh, Petty in the bathroom. Yeah. Do, okay. So Lori Petty is amazing. <laughs> She's She's every bit as cool in real life as you think she might be. <laughs> and um, I was in the bathroom and she comes, I'm like washing my hands and then she comes in and she just looks at everyone that's like standing there and everyone just looks back at her and she grabs a paper towel and 
there's trash on the floor and she picks it up with the paper towel and throws it out and then like kind of rolls her eyes and then walks into a stall and I'm like this is other girls just staying next to me I'm like I just think she's the coolest (laughs) I know right I hope you said it loud enough so that like she like she heard you there's no way she she didn't hear me like I couldn't contain how excited (laughs) I was by what happened oh so good i just think she's amazing i just love her so much i wanted to meet her but then i'm like that's so uncool and she seems so cool she seems so cool i mean she's fucking league of their own point break free willy tank girl queen need i say more queen so okay i think that's it for today this is a very like all i'm gonna have fun editing we're all over the place i apologize gonna be a lot of fun yeah um okay so that's it for this week um so again the gate and interview with the vampire for next week and until then i'm amy and i'm carly bye Bye. it's fine yikes